too loud tonight. Praise the Lord. How's everybody doing this evening? Very good. Very good. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, let's all stand this evening. We'll go to the Lord in prayer. I apologize for being tardy. I, uh, I got stuck in traffic and was coming back from Arlington and Cordova today. And um, I was right there and caught the, the accident just fresh. But So I apologize. And y'all didn't want to see me without a shower today. Amen. You didn't want to smell me either. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Is there any needs we need to bring to the Lord this evening? Yes, Sister Paige. Okay, let's remember Sister Paige's student. Yes, Sister Paige. We'll pray for Landon. All right. Yes, sir, Brother Demario. Pray for your mother. Amen. Let's pray for Diamond. Hallelujah. Any other needs this evening? Let's remember Morgan. And uh, Morgan's very sick. And we need the Lord to heal her. Amen. She's not sick like Miles was sick the other day. Amen. And she's really sick. So uh, let's remember her um, in prayer. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you tonight for your goodness and your mercy, O Lord. We ask, God, that you would speak to our hearts and speak to our spirits tonight. God, we ask that your word, O Lord, would illuminate in our life. God, I ask you this evening, God, that you would begin to move us into a new direction, God, a new place in you. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone said amen. You may be seated. We're going to pick up where we left off. Amen. The other evening, and I just want to recap very quickly um, what we have uh, been talking about. We've been talking about becoming whom God has designed us to become, and that's a challenge, isn't it? Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know about me. But you're definitely a challenge. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We, uh, we have a tendency to be a lot more patient with ourselves, don't we? If you don't believe me, how many in here have children? Amen. Uh Sometimes we don't have necessarily patience with our children. But when we get around other children, uh, them kids is bad. You know what I mean? Them, them kids are bad. Uh, and I, I always find it humorous how there are things that my, chi- my children do that I just, I just, I just kind of coast right through it. You know what I mean? I just kind of coast right through it. But I look, and it's irritating other people. 
and then that's when you get into the super dad mode. You're like, <laughs> the other day we were at uh, Logan's Steakhouse, and you know I take two or three kids now with me because the crowd is so big. Instead of the whole group, that got a little expensive. Um, and so I had, uh, I believe it was Demarie, Miles, Aiden, and Gavin. And we were sitting at the table, and we were just having a great time. And I'm, I'm looking at them, and to me, they're being really good, you know. Uh, and they were cutting up, but they were having a good time. But then I was looking in the booth right next to them, and there was a nice couple sitting there, just got having a nice Sunday afternoon meal, just got back from church. And uh, <laughs> he must have already forgot the sermon for Sunday because he was whipping his head around, you know. <laughs> and uh, I had to go into super super pastor mode, super dad mode, you know. And I said, and then on the way out I said, I, I'm sorry, you know. And he was, he was somewhat uh, unentertained even then at that point. Amen. But... We're very patient with ourselves. We're very, very patient with ourselves. And I think we're more patient with ourselves than really what God is with us. God is kind and God is loving, but He wants us to become better. A few weeks ago, we talked about Enoch. How many remember we talked about Enoch? Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was found because God had translated him for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God what do we learn about Enoch he was how many generations from Noah seven seven generations from Noah and how old did Enoch live before he was not 300 and what 365 365 years old. And I brought out the point that Enoch walked with God and was not. He was translated. He wasn't recognizable to other people. And I brought the point home that seven days a week, 365 days a year, we've got to be the vessel that God designed us to be. To the point where people look at us and they say, I don't. I can't find any fault with that person. Now, if we were all real today, and I'm going to ask for hands, how many people here would say, if somebody looked at me hard enough, they would find fault? I pastored a church not too far from here. And uh, there there was some untruths that were said about me. And I didn't like those. But at the same time, some of the things that was said, there was true. (laughs) And at that point, you still have to look in the mirror and say, you know what? Even though the untruths, you validate yourself with the untruths, you still have to look in the mirror and say, hey, they have some valid points. Somebody say amen. For, for, for a large group of, the, of, of y'all, I've pastored y'all for almost four years. Isn't that hard to believe? Almost four. We're going to do a, we're gonna do a five-year, two-year anniversary at the same time. <laughs> we'll, invite, we'll invite everybody. We'll just have a big open house. 
Five year, two years, amen. Do the math on that. But y'all have been around me long enough where y'all can even point out some of Pastor Herring's flaws. But, oh, can I ever. I can, I can, I can write them down, amen, and send little letters. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith is more than just believing and receiving. Faith is more than just saying, I believe in Jesus. It takes faith to fully live a life devoted to the Lord. There was a song written not too long ago about Jesus taking the wheel. Right? I suggest that y'all leave Jesus to the spiritual and you keep a hold of your own wheel. But we have a tendency when we get in trouble and when things get tough, we want Jesus to take the wheel. But the truth is, at the same time, before we put ourselves in that situation, Jesus needs to be in control. Jesus needs to be in charge, which means we have to live our lives at a different level. No major decision should ever be made without prayer, lengthy prayer, fasting, and godly counsel. Somebody say amen. There's a saying that says, throw it to the wall. It's kind of a harsh saying. Throw it to the wall and see if it sticks. The problem with that is what you're throwing on the wall, you get all over your hands. Somebody say amen. That stinks. We don't jump first. We don't jump first. And then ask God to come in and clean up our mess. Now God is kind. And God will clean up our mess. But the Bible still says that the wages of sin are death. Just because you have sin in your life. And you are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Baptized in Jesus name. You can still have sin in your life which requires repentance, but that sin will still bring on a recoil. Somebody say amen. That's why we have to get in the habit. That's why we have to get in the mode of living a life of faith. God, is this what you want me to do? See, we can't 
I, I, I can speak. I can speak for it. I can speak for it. I, I'm so much at 40 years old. I'm so much better at 40 than I was at 30. But I used to have a temper that just, I mean, it, I mean, it hit me, it crawled over me, and if it got on me, it came out of my mouth. I've got people that, that, that have worked for me in the past. Uh, one gentleman's here, he comes, Earl. Earl's known me a long time. And today we were at, we were at lunch, and uh, Earl's uh, French onion soup, he didn't like it so much, you know. And he's like, I'm going to eat this French onion soup's terrible. And um, uh, Coulter said to him, he said, well, well Earl, you know, please, uh, he said something to affect that you're good at just telling them, tell them how it is. He said, oh, 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 you got to see Dathan in action. Because he's known me since I was in my early 30s, and he saw me in action plenty. I'm, I'm a whole lot better. But it's been, it's been something to work on. That, that, that's been something for me. Now, there's character flaws, but then there's sin. Anger, anger. Sunday, we read about my scripture on Sunday. And the Bible talked about anger. When we get angry, we get defensive. When we get defensive, we get mean. And when we get mean, we attack. The old jailer comes out in us. We're a good dog until we get sick. Then we get... Now, I'm just pointing out one thing that, that, one thing that I have had to work through. God, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm baptized in Jesus' name. But, and God, I'm living for you. But God looks down and says, hey, it takes faith. See, the things that you challenge are, you're challenged by, just picture it. You're on a merry-go-round. Everybody say amen. And the one challenge that you have, you're on that merry-go-round, and you're going to go around and around and around until you conquer it. Maybe okay for a bit, but I guarantee you that thing's coming back around until you conquer it. Somebody say amen. And, and I know there's a lot of new people in here today, and, and you've not heard me talk on this yet because I don't, I don't touch on it too much, but tithe and offering. It takes faith to tithe and to contribute to the offering. All right, I make, I make $200 a week, right? What's tithe on $200 a week? $20. 180 goes to groceries, your car's on empty, you get to church on Sunday, and your tithe is what? Tank of gas. Hello? Your tithe is a tank of gas. Do you fill the tank up? Or do you live by faith? Well, Brother Heron, I've been taught to fill the tank up. 
No. People that don't tithe, that's a sin. And your finances will be cursed unless you tithe. If you get a check, I'm going to go deep. Let me just tell you how I believe it. You get a check for $10. One buck needs to go in the offering. Brother Heron, I don't have a job. If you receive disability, oh, now you're talking about my disability check. And that disability check is $600 a month or $800 a month. $80 goes to the kingdom. Let me bring it home down a little bit. Brother Herring, I don't, I don't get any check. I just get, I just get EBT card. Get food stamps. How do I pay? They don't have food stamps anymore, do they? It's, it's not, they don't have the stamps. I used to work at Winn-Dixie, and they used to bring in stamps back then. And a WIC. How many remember a WIC? Do they still have a WIC? Yeah. Milk and cheese, baby. Milk and cheese. Brother Herring, I get food. What do they call it these days? Food stamps. Okay, that's what we're calling it. Brother Herring, I only get food stamps. Your food stamps are $600. How do you pay on food stamps? Y'all ready? I believe in every grocery store they sell toilet paper. I believe in every grocery store they sell cleaning supplies. Garbage bags. $600, $60. And bring them supplies to the church. This is my tithe. Hello? Huh? All right. All right. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. The pastor's got to eat. I was trying to put it towards the church, but the pastor's got to eat. Bring it to the church. We'll get a refrigerator. But bring it to the church. Bring it to the house of the Lord. Who does the tithe go to? No. Who, who do you pay your tithe to? No. No. The tithe is unto the Lord. Everybody say, that's right. And the pastor partakes of the tithe. Somebody say, amen. Now, I know I, but it takes faith to honor God in your tithe. You don't hold back your tithe. Biblically, if you hold back your tithe, you need to pay a half shekel with your tithe. Now, I won't get into that. But if you hold back your tithe, a half shekel is supposed to go with it. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, if you get a check, you tithe, and you pay your offering. Look at your other neighbor say, other neighbor, if your husband gets a check, and you want your house to be blessed, 
the tithe has to come into the storehouse. And you don't hold it back. You pay it when it comes in. Somebody say, he's preaching. Thank you, Miles. Everybody say, faith walking is tough walking. And we all have room to improve on in our faith walking. Everybody say, he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. I'm not just asking you to sacrificially live without a reward. There is a reward with sacrificial living. And don't, don't, don't think I'm talking about giving anymore because I'm not. I'm talking about sacrificial living. I'm talking about living your life according to the Lord's plan for your life. Working on the things in your life that aren't comfortable, that aren't easy. Brother Herring, I'm 60 years old. It's not easy to change. That's okay. That's why God found you and, 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 and sanctified you and set you free so that he could put you on the course that you need to go. I don't think we got anybody here 60 in the building. We got any? Listen, man, I was dialed into the Holy Ghost. Amen. God is a rewarder of those that live for him. But like Enoch, our lives have to become unrecognizable. Brother Herring, I don't, I don't want to do these things. Brother Herring, I've been taught differently. I don't want to live this way. It doesn't matter. If you want to be blessed in your life overall, you have got, you have got, you have got to live God's way. Somebody say amen. Listen to this. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear and prepared an ark. Now, this is easy for us to say Noah was warned of the flood. Noah was forewarned of the flood. He was moved with fear and he built an ark. And it's so easy for us to say, now that was big Noah. But folks... I can run down the list of it with all of us. Everybody, close your eyes right now. Everybody, close your eyes with me. Close them tight. Think of three things in your life you need to work on. Y'all got it? Now think of the results that will happen if you don't work on those things. Think about those results right now. Think about where that will lead you, where it will lead your children, where it will lead your family. Think about that. Just close your eyes. Have them eyes closed tight. Think about that. Now, everybody open your eyes with me. Okay. Hey, you're wearing my outfit I got up. Looking good. Did everybody everybody think about that? These are your personal things that you don't want to share with nobody. These are things I need to work on. Right? Guess what you need to do in your life right now? It's time for you to start building your own ark. Somebody say amen. 
it's time to start working on the thing that's going to get you from here to heaven. It's time to start working on the thing. Do you think that Noah felt like working on that ark every day? Do you think why Noah was working on that ark, he didn't have frustrations? Do you think that when Noah was working on that ark, he didn't have people come up and mock and scorn him? He did. Do you think that when Noah was working on that ark, he didn't have people come up and say, Hey, bro, what are you doing this for? You're fine just the way you are. But there was a day that the rain was coming and Noah needed to have an ark built for God. Somebody say amen. I want to backtrack real quick. My wife and I have always been faithful in our tithe and our offering. Now, I'm going I'm to, since we've been married, we made a commitment to God. We were going to be faithful in our tithe and offering. Young married couples, and, and I don't, I don't, I rarely look at the tithe and offering, so don't, don't think I'm, I'm dabbling, okay? Needs to pick up a little bit around here, I'll just say that. <laughs> but, I don't ask who's paying their tithe, who's not paying their tithe, this and that. This is my question to Sister Sheila. How's the account look? That's my question. Okay. And uh, the pastor around here, I get 100% of the tithe. And 100% of the tithe goes right back in there. I say that because it's biblical. My wife and I were always faithful. And there were times, there were times when we were first married that we didn't have money for groceries, that we didn't have money for diapers, that we didn't have money for things. But we said, we are going to pay our tithe. Now listen to me. Listen to me very closely. While we were building our ark through that season, while we were building an ark through that season, some, what? Let's go. We got married in 2004. 2016, maybe? Is that, when, did we, when did we come to Horn Lake? Huh? 16. Had a little bit of money. A little bit of money. Didn't know what the future was. I prayed about it. I didn't just jump into it. I prayed and I fasted. Spent time with God so much so that my wife was like, what are you going to do? You're going to have to have a job. What's going on? Just pump your brakes. Going to get direction. We're running out of money, Herring. Breaks. You know, women, they freak out about that stuff. But the Lord spoke to me. He said, You've been working and you've been faithful and watch me perform. What was I doing all those years before that? Building an ark for a season of rain. Now, listen, everybody listen to me. Everybody listen to me. If you are a man and you, and you struggle 
with lust or pornography or anything like that, okay? Let's just say lust of the eye, lust of the flesh. If you're a man and you struggle with those things, don't feel bad. You're a man. It's how God wired us together, right? But you need to build an ark right now. You need to start working on your ark right now because there's a day coming when something is going to be laid on the table in front of you, prepared by the enemy to trap you. And if you're not working on the ark for the flood, the the day in your life that that's coming, that flood is going to wipe you out and take your soul. Somebody say amen. We've got to be prudent, and we've got to live a life of faith. Now listen, by faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, the wages of sin are death. If you have sin in your life, and you need to know what sin is, get in the book and find it. But if you've got sin in your life, and everybody in this room has sin in their life, There ain't a one of us that have arrived. We've all got stuff, even the preacher, we've all got stuff we've got to work on. And we've all got to build our ark. To he saving of his house, it's not just about you, but it's also about your house. Somebody say this is good. The work you're working on in your own life is not just about you, it's about your house. If you want your kids saved, if you want the best for Landon and Demarie and Miles and Olivia and Isaac, and I've already forgot y'all's names, but we'll get there, and Jake and Joe Carter, if you want the best for them, you've got to start working on your own ark now because there is a storm coming in your life. How many's ever gone through a storm? How many here has ever gone through a storm in your life and you look back and you got the 2020 and you said, if I would have done this, if I would have done that, if I would have done this, the storm is coming. But when the storm comes and you've been working on your ark, it doesn't make the storm any worse. It doesn't make the storm any better. But you're staying in a secure and a kept place that the Lord has given you to build. The transition from where we were to where we are now was not an easy transition. But there was an ark built. And the Lord kept us. And I don't know where I'm at now. Hallelujah. I don't know if the storm's still going or if the storm's done. I don't know. I don't know if the dove has come back with an olive branch. Uh, uh, hallelujah, I don't know that yet, but what I do know is that God is a keeper and God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Y'all, y'all are getting a great message tonight. And I was late, and so I will be wrapping up. And everybody said, I love this guy. Hey. By which... He condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness, which is by faith. 
Sister Keel, you and I working on our own selves is not an easy project. You know, I hate it when people lie on me. Don't you hate it when people lie on you? Yeah, but you know what's worse than when people lie on you, Olivia? When they tell the truth about you. (laughs) That's bad. When they tell the truth about you. But when I'm working on my ark, I'm preparing something for me and I'm condemning the world. Look at your flesh. Everybody look at your flesh. Pinch it a little bit. Your epidermis. Pinch it a little bit. This thing right here is going to send your rear end to hell. Not the hand, the flesh. Why? Why is this going to send me to hell? Because when you want to pray, this thing's going to tell you to stop. When you want to fast, this thing's going to go. And somebody's going to call you undoubtedly and say, hey, I want to buy your lunch today. We're going to the Red Lobster. Mm. Hello? It's going to happen. You declare fast and somebody's going to buy your lunch. Mm. Devil's trying to get to you. The problem that I have with fasting is I get hungry. If when you're activated, you get angry, it's going to send you to hell. If when you're tempted, you look, it's going to send you to hell. When you don't pay your tithe and pay your offering right, it's going to send you to hell. When you gossip, it's going to send you to hell. When you backbite, it's going to send you to hell. When you don't like somebody just because you don't like somebody, it's going to send you to hell. When you don't like somebody because they've done something to you and you can't stand them and you can't forgive them, guess what? It's going to send you to hell. And all the scenarios that I talked about are scenarios that we all face, but guess what? The same thing, the same flesh that will send you to hell is the same corridor, the same gate that will get you to heaven. Because you got to get yourself up and you got to say, no, we're going to build an ark for the Lord. By faith. Everybody say, it takes faith. To live by faith. By faith, Abraham, we'll get into this next week. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out knowing, not knowing whether he went. Everybody, I want to tell you. Everybody listen, this is very important. You are an heir of righteousness. The Lord has designed for all of us to live an overcoming life. 
a life that is blessed. Everybody say amen. Do you know the Bible said that we are to be the lender and not the borrower? Did you know that? How do I become a, a, a lender and not a borrower? How do, how do I do that? Huh? You honor the Lord in your finances. Somebody say amen. How do I become a lender and not a borrower? I honor the Lord with my lifestyle, with my diligence, with the way I handle things. The way I handle myself. Somebody say amen. But Abraham did not know. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, Abraham had no idea the blessing God had for him. But God told him, he said, Abraham, you're going to have to get up and walk. Y'all can stop repeating. Let's all stand. In closing tonight, I want Brother Brother Corbin to turn the music on. I want us all to turn around and kneel if you're able or sit. And I want us to spend a little bit of time in prayer this evening before we rush out of here. And let's just just realign ourselves with God tonight. Can we do that for a few minutes? Jesus, we thank you tonight for your goodness and mercy, Lord. God, we ask tonight, Lord, that you would help us, God. Father, we ask tonight, God, that you would help us to become better people, Lord. Better Christians, oh God. Father, that you would present to us, oh Lord, the things that we need to work on. God, help us to build. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, church, let's pray. We know how to pray. God, we love you tonight, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah.